I almost lost my life before I even had the chance to have it. I don't know if that makes sense. But when my mom got pregnant with me, her own family members, they wanted to end her pregnancy because they said, well, you're Christian. You're not married. You're having a kid. Every single woman in my family, every single one of them, they actually did the same thing. They got pregnant before they got married. So the men came up with that idea that, like, the women are actually the ones who are, like, cursing the family and keeping us in poverty because they're getting kids without getting married, and that's a curse. So what they did is they abused my mother emotionally and physically so that they can end the pregnancy. However, thanks to God, my mom had a healthy baby. So she decided that she's going to protect me and she's going to make everything that she can to actually offer me a brighter future, offer me education, because she knew that wasn't the, the reason for us being poor. It was the lack of education in the family. So that's why education has always been a big part of my life. For immigrants, when you hear the United States, you hear the country of light, the newest technology, like hope, education, those were all the words that I that made me really happy and blessed, made me feel really blessed for coming here. However, when I came here, I was blessed. I mean, I went from going to school on foot, walking two miles, even more, every day back and forth to go to school, to having, like, free buses to actually take me there, from not having electricity for, like, a week or even like a year from like having electricity 24-7, from not having clean water to having clean water, actual clean water, stuff that people actually take for granted. And one thing that I actually saw that is that teachers here, they're like your second parent. They care about you, but in Haiti, they don't really, they, all they care about is like making the money and that's it. But here, if they see you crying, they come to you and say, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? How can I help? Like, I want to help. How can I help? Please. They actually ask you to have your permission for them to help you. And that was really amazing to see all those people surrounding you, and they want to hug you, and they want to support you. But then there are students who just don't see that as a blessing. That's why unless you don't have something, you don't really see the importance of it. And I imagined that kids would be more respectful towards the teachers, but I actually saw the, the opposite. Not for all students, but there were many students who, were, who really took that for granted. My uncle gave me a French-English dictionary, so I would, in the cafeteria, I would be sitting and reading the dictionary, and students would come up to me and say, are you reading a dictionary? I say, yeah, it's a book, right? What's wrong with reading a dictionary? It's... I'm just learning, and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> weird. <laughs> I love it here because of the freedom. <laughs> I mean, as cheesy as this may sound, I feel like in America we do have problems such as gender inequality, racial inequality, and whatsoever, but comparing to other places, it's, it's, it's better, and it can get better. And I feel like we're that nation where we're always willing to help others. Like if there's war in that place, we're always willing to go there and help. Is If there's something going on, we, America is that country where you can feel welcomed and it's different. 
I'm both an American me and a Haitian me. An American in terms of when I came here, I was introduced to feminism, and that's actually why I decided to apply um, to minor in women gender studies because when I told my cousin in Haiti, well, he's my cousin, but I call him uncle because he's kind of older. So I told him, I want to become a doctor, and I was really young, and he laughed at me, and I said, why are you laughing? He's like, oh, you're a woman, you're a girl, so you need to like stay home, cook for your husband and your kids. Why do you feel like a guy can be a doctor, but I can't? Like, you can't make my future. So I feel like I'm an American me in terms of believing in equal rights in every aspects of everyone's life. Like, no matter who you are, no matter what you identify yourself as, you should have the same rights as everyone else. I remember I was in my bedroom. I just bought this cute little cat, <laughs> and he was about three months old, and we were watching TV together. And my mother was in the kitchen, and she was cooking our favorite food. Well, it's very famous because it's soup jumu, which is a soup that we cook every year for to celebrate New Year's Eve. And so we were cooking. She was cooking, and I was watching TV. And then I kind of, like, heard a sound that I never heard before. And then after that, the earth started to, like, shake. And then my mother ran to me, and she said, it's an earthquake. Let's run. So we ran together, and we stood under the door, the entrance of the house and then like the walls were shaking my mother I remember my mother taking her hand and kind of like stopping a wall from like falling on my head where we were standing and we were like screaming like Jesus Jesus like we didn't know what was happening we could see neighbors running everywhere and one very clear image that I have is of my best friend who I actually lost during the earthquake because she was running down the stairs, and then a wall fell on her, and that happened in front of me. And the sad thing is, this wall that protected my home, at least the place that I used to call home, that wall where we, like, when we were little, we would draw stuff on and say, best friend, forever. And just to see her under there, it was really emotional. I couldn't really cry when it happened. It really affected me afterwards because I had nightmares. I could, I really could not stop thinking about it. I couldn't really focus in school. And so it was really difficult and it was a scary experience. I had to live in a tent with just my mom. And as you know, like living in a very poor country like that, just two women in a small tent living among hundreds of people where people were getting sick, they were dying, young girls just like me, the same age as me, were getting raped. It was very scary. We had like no one to protect us except for our prayers. So all we, we were dependent on God. That was our only hope. And I remember during those nine months, my actual only hope for a brighter future was actually going to school. Because knowing that school, my high school was the only place that I could go to where like the buildings were still standing. There were still walls to protect me. There were people around me that gave me hope, that told me that, okay, there's still hope for a brighter future. So I went to school every single day just knowing the fact that there's still a place for me to go and actually learn and prepare myself for the real world.